Welcome, everyone, to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio by my co-host and resident golf sicko, Mr. Jonathan Teal. JT, how are we doing this evening, bud? Man, what a, what a weekend. What a weekend of golf, kind of at every level, from every angle. Uh, I'm excited to get into it. Doing well. High energy tonight. Um, kind of living off the the JYK. You know, is she ever going to miss a green again in her life? Uh, I will tell you that uh, on Sunday morning, I did not expect to see Tiger Woods swinging a golf club mm. or Rory McIlroy's nipple. Ooh, Either one, rip shirt. Yeah. So uh, those were, you know, a couple, couple, couple Sexy. highlights. Sexy. A uh, little, 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 uh, little taste of what's to come here on the podcast. But uh, doing well, buddy. Doing well. Well, glad you're here. Glad, glad to have all, all is right with the world again, right? So I'm on this side of the control board, right? So you're on this side as to, as, as to where it should be, and so uh, certainly feels, uh, feels good on that front. Hey, I, I just have to say, I mean, you're aware of this, but for our listeners out there, I just came from an impromptu surprise 40th birthday party. Bingo. For years, truly, right? So by the time our listeners load up this podcast and are listening to it at work, listen to it while they're at the golf course, at the range, hitting balls, I will be on the other side of 40, my friend. What a world, man. man. What a world. Crazy. Uh, you know, life after 40, it's a beautiful thing. And um, a lot is going to go right this week for you. I feel it. Thanksgiving mm. week. Needham, 40th week birthday week. What, week a, what a world. Yeah, good stuff. Bedlam football coming up on Saturday as well. And, of course, if you're going to be watching some Bedlam mm, football, Jay Till, mm-hmm. I know a little special place that you could go catch the game. And, of course, we are talking about Chalk Luxury Sports Bar, the YSO Golf Podcast, championed by Chalk. Everybody knows about Chalk, right? 1324 West Memorial Road there in Chisholm Creek Plaza. You can follow Chad, Audrey, Ben, West, Joel, the entire Chalk team on the web at ChalkOKC.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at ChalkOKC. No better place to watch Bedlam football Saturday night, right? Absolutely. That is the place to be for Bedlam. It's going to be, be tough to get a seat there if I had to guess. It's going to be tough. I would You're say not get on there. the Rezo list better, now. You better get there for the 2.30 games and just ride the wave of emotion. Pace yourself, people. All the way till 11 p.m. Uh, going to be a fun, fun weekend. Uh, we have uh, we have cleared the slate for Bedlam. That's exciting. And uh, a lot of golf happened to be watched up at Chalk this past weekend. Again, a busier than maybe we anticipated weekend with storylines and the like. But absolutely, Chalk is a great place to take it all in. Always the favorite. That is Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Well, we've got it here on the big board. Now, again, I know this is a... uh, uh, not a visual medium, visual medium, excuse me, as of yet right now, but we have to start at the top of the list. I know you can't wait to talk about this. The big cat, LT Gray, a simple Instagram post of him taking a couple, I would say three quarter swings, right? So nothing, nothing super sexy, nothing fancy, but it exploded on the internet. And uh, I know you're ready to dissect this swing. Which is hilarious uh, because, yeah, one golf swing, a three-second video that uh, last I heard had like 4 million views over the course of a couple of hours. It's way north of that now. Um, Absolutely unbelievable to see the big cat taking a swing with a pitching wedge after, what, like nine months since the near tragic accident uh, where he flying down a 45-mile-an-hour road at about 85 off the cliff. 
smashes up the vehicle, smashes up his leg. Will he ever walk again to uh, getting our imaginations running wild with what could be in 2022, again, from one simple golf swing? And so um, I thought it was predictable how the golf world would explode over this in a weekend where there was uh, Colin Morikawa winning, where there was Jin Young Ko winning, where uh, somebody breaks out and wins their first tour event. Shout out Taylor Gooch. Yet the talk of the Sunday was absolutely the big cat. So, uh, you know, happy has, to see it. Has a way of dominating headlines uh, that just I, I don't think that we've ever seen. From any from, athlete. From, from any athlete. I was going to say, like, maybe Michael Jordan, right, whenever you start doing the comps, right, and everybody gets into the GOAT talk and blah, 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 and all this other sort of stuff. So with golf, I don't think it's um, much of a debate at this point. But, yeah, uh, fun to see. Uh, I was wondering if you have already placed your bet for him to win the Masters in 2022 <laughs> as of yet. So I, I don't know if the odds are up there. I'm sure they're probably pretty good odds I right now. So guarantee you long within odds. about 30 minutes of uh, that video being posted, there was odds listed at a Vegas casino on Tiger winning the Masters, uh, winning a major and whatnot. I have not uh, placed any bets and uh, don't know if I will do so. But uh, I think just awesome to see him doing something besides limping around on crutches, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, just based on that golf swing, I would say he's going to be able to uh, to kind of hack it around as a ceremonial golfer, whether he's able to come back and compete at any level. I mean, when I say any level, you know, like the father-son challenge, uh, it certainly remains to be seen. But I think that uh, it gave everyone hope that um, certainly he's going to be able to come back from this unbelievably tragic, uh, near tragic incident, accident, and have some sort of semblance of a normal life. And maybe the mega hope that he might be able to play golf again at whatever level, I think would uh, make all of the golf world very happy. Now, I will say, the more times that he's able to keep himself in the consciousness of the golf world, um, be the talk of the golf world, and even to the point of is he going to come back and play kind of almost like sucks the energy out of the rest of the golf world. See, he has a gravitational pull that's just you know, way different. The, the amount of players in the top 10, top 15 in the world that have uh, genuinely great storylines, uh, generational talent, um, you know, the more and more we kind of – extend the uh, the Tiger era uh, takes away from the uh, turning of the page to that next great group of stars. So something interesting uh, to, to take a look at. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, con- not conspiracy theories, but kind of reasons like why did he put that video out there and whatnot. Um, but, you know, one of the... One of the angles there is, you know, does Tiger, you know, need to be the center of attention uh, to the point of... Uh, to the right when he's able to post a golf swing, he gets something out there uh, because he has that kind of narcissist feel to him. Yeah, I got a kick out of all the articles across so many of the uh, the golf magazines, the golf blog sites that you and I frequent uh, ourselves, but uh, so, so many of our listeners do as well, that we're taking those Easter eggs, if you will, from the swing. Like, well, look, obviously look at his right knee, right? You can tell that he's been working on this. He wouldn't have posted this if he hadn't been working on it, right? So he's a month into training right now. You can obviously tell, and it's like, 
simmer down people. So it, it could be something yeah. as innocent and simple yeah, as, three hey, look at me. I can actually swing a golf club again. This is kind of cool. I thought they were going to have to cut my freaking leg off nine months ago. So <laughs> just, let's just, just enjoy it, people. We don't have to dissect it. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. You're out of the money. I'm, I'm kind of glancing uh, over your shoulder here at the, uh, at the big board where it says uh, Yahoo Sports Tiger Woods already has better master's odds than most of the field, which yeah, is yeah. freaking hilarious. But it, what, that says more about us than it does about him, right? Yeah, so yeah. we're all psychos. That's what that yeah, means. We yeah. are absolutely yeah. all psychos. And just um, just to the point that, yeah, we kind of lead off the pod with it shows you uh, how much of a, uh, you, you your words, gravitational pull that the cat has on uh, probably all of America um, maybe the world, but certainly yeah. the golf sliver of of it. But uh, again, very cool to see. And I think that uh, after nine months of seeing basically nothing from him, maybe a pick here on the crutches, uh, you know, we you kind of had a kid's sports practice uh, to see him swing a golf club is pretty awesome. And um, the speculation will not uh, simmer down until we see what happens. Uh, in April at Augusta. Yep, absolutely. We're looking forward to seeing him progress and uh, seeing him back on the golf course in some way, shape, or form. But, uh, yeah, fun to see this weekend again. Unexpected and uh, almost almost called for an emergency pod in and of itself. So, but, <laughs> so we, we, we delayed it uh, here to Monday night on the, uh, the normal pod schedule for us. But you, you mentioned about how it was a, a big weekend in golf, and so obviously I think we have to get back to oh, the gosh, guys yeah. and gals, and the gals in particular. Dude, we'll that, start if, there. If that yeah. video wouldn't have been posted, yeah, I would have been... It would have been a great week. Equal, yeah. not equal. I would have been very, very, very excited to get in here tonight and talk golf. Yeah. And so excited. You're so hitting excited the mic. So, yeah. Bashing yeah. the microphone yeah. over here. Uh, and Tiger just clearly took it to the next level. But yes, let's get into the golf that was yeah, actually C- CME Tour Championship, right? So let's start with the ladies, right? So their their big event, end of the season event, if you will, and a very familiar face ends up at the end or at the top of the table, I should say. I mean, I'm not surprised, but the fact that she's so consistent and the fact that she's able to do it week in and week out, she's flipped that switch, she's got it going again. Our girl, JYK, Jen Youngko, I mean, almost video game-esque at this point with the level of control that she has with her irons, with her wedges in particular. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, we've said the phrase on repeat multiple times over the last six months in reference to Jin Young Ko, uh, the number two player in the world. Um she, did she Not for much longer. Did she overtake Nelly at this point? I, I think one? she probably will whenever the scores reset or something. I know they're they're neck and neck, but I think I think JYK is probably going to take her here pretty soon. So we absolutely got what we wanted after a season where Jin Young Ko and Nelly Korda both had spectacular uh 2021 campaigns. They did. They did. Uh, finally got them not only in the same tournament. But in the final pairing on Sunday afternoon, JYK, Nelly Corda went into Sunday at 16 under par, tied with Nasa Hakatoa and Celine Boutier. And JYK just absolutely closes the door and closes it early with a 30, a 6 under par 30 on the front nine to give herself plenty of breathing room to cruise to what ended up being a one-stroke victory over Nasa Hataoka. Nasa Hataoka. And just does it in, yeah, dominating, robotic, again, fashion. Keith, 
she hit her last 63 greens in regulation. She's pretty good. That is absolutely amazing. She missed, uh, she last missed the green, I believe on number nine on Thursday and goes 63 consecutive holes without missing a green. I actually couldn't, I did a little bit of digging. I couldn't find the LPGA tour. Doesn't keep very, very good stats to be quite honest with you. Uh, couldn't find anything as related to the the women's game. Uh, the best that I could do was saw a tweet that on the PGA tour, the best, uh, the most consecutive greens in regulation, Steve Stricker. Right? Yeah. Which I mean, himself, he's consistent. consistent. Yeah, he's consistent. Um, 35. 35 63. greens in regulation was the best anybody on the PGA tour could do this year. Uh, went a little bit deeper. The last PGA tour player with a streak of 50 plus 1995, Mike Heinen. That's courtesy of at Justin Ray golf. I uh, never heard of Mike Heinen. But so um, that name does not ring a bell. Tiger's longest streak during his incredible 2000 season. 29 consecutive greens in regulation. Unbelievable. Just she absolutely, when she gets it going, looks like she's never going to miss a golf shot. Every swing looks exactly the same. And uh, she cruises um, through a Sunday 60, 63 for her score and uh, wins the Tour Championship by one. Now, Player of the Year on the PG, LPGA Tour's points-based system, right? So unlike a lot of sports where there's sports writers. BCS, yeah. And uh, yeah, sports writers and maybe peers that are voting on this thing, um, the, uh, the, the point system gives her the Player of the Year title. And, you know, I think the curious thing to me is what, what, what are your thoughts are when you think about JYK versus Nelly season comparisons. And, you know, they both had um, four wins. Excuse me. JYK had five wins. Nelly had four wins with a major. Also, her Olympic gold medal doesn't officially count as a win, but there you can basically say five versus five. Um you know, we sometimes can be prone to the recency bias. Sure, but with yeah. that, you know, well, if we were going to have a debate, where, where would where do you where would we take it? Well, yeah, I joke they're saying BCS, but I do think that there are some corollaries with college football, right? And so when you think about you know what's the resume for nowadays a team to get into the playoff, right? So we talk about Cincinnati, you know, one of those teams about hey they've earned the right to be there, right? They've done all they can do. They beat Notre Dame. They go undefeated. But whenever you look at it from an eye test standpoint, I mean Alabama's a better team. Right. So if it gets into that debate. So for me, I think based upon the resume and what she's accomplished this year, I would have given it to Nellie Corda. But if you're asking me head to head, which we saw on Sunday, sure. I'm going to bet on JYK every single time because I just think she's better. Right. So, but based upon the resume, I think Nellie probably earned it. But from an eye test standpoint, I can watch the two golfers play and say, I would rather have JYK. No, I think that's a spot-on assessment, and that's where it gets into, is it a debate over player of the year, right? The the entirety Yeah, it's, it's who the, earned it, right? Resume. 2021. Yeah. Not who's the best player of the season. Yeah. Versus, you know, who would you take if they played 10 times, right? So it's interesting in that regard, like, how, how, do, you, how do you decide who has had the better year? I think that Nelly having won that major, 
right? And we put so much on both the men's and the women's tours on major wins that it's hard to not say, okay, that is kind of the trump card, uh, all things being equal in a season long. Well, even the gold medal too, I think. And I know it's not supposed to factor into it, but that's that's kind of cool, right? That's kind of a big deal. You can't unring that bell. We all saw that. We all saw that take place in Japan back in August. So I, I think you have to factor that into. Yeah, I think that uh, it is kind of two separate questions. Who do you think is the player of 2021? And then who do you think is the better player? And uh, again, several weeks ago, the last time we kind of had this debate, I was on record as saying, give me JYK every time. But I can see the argument for Nelly being player of the year. And, um, you know, one round, or not even one round, even one tournament shouldn't um, kind of dictate who, where you lean on player of the year. Uh, but it was very, it was very apparent that uh, JYK doesn't even have another gear. Because when you think of another gear, you think about physicality and really blowing it by people. It's just like, her game is going to hold up to the, the mental highs game. Yes. and the lows. Incredible focus. You know, Nelly talked about how she was kind of gassed um, after winning last week and whatnot. Kind of a, a, a kind of a stretch of golf for her that has been kind of physically taxing. She probably was a little bit, honestly, even lucky to be in that final pairing. She had to eagle the 17th hole on Saturday afternoon to get to that 16 under par number. Uh, really, for most of the afternoon. Uh, it was really Hatakoa that had the better chance to uh, to catch, uh, excuse me, stick with J- JYK. Um, but it was it was fun to watch. I mean, I kind of once I saw there in the final pairing, I kind of looked and see when the TV coverage was going to be on, and I I did make it appointment viewing because uh, it is fun um, at times to just watch that repeat, repeat, repeat. It just you know, is this going to be the time where she hits a bad shot? Nope. Is this going to be the time where she hits a bad shot? Nope. Just on, they didn't even they didn't even start showing the drives because they were just right down the middle. And it was like the only story within the story was is she ever going to miss a green? Yeah. And so she finishes the twenty twenty one season on a GIR streak again of sixty three. She'll tee it up sometime in Pretty January stupid. February <laughs> with a uh, the greatest maybe one of the greatest streaks of all time on the line. It's, I try to hit. I mean, I'm I'm happy if I hit like eight out of eighteen greens in a round or something. You know. <laughs> I mean, the question. I'm not even trying for 50%. I I would have to go back in my stats for the year and look at a couple things. When was the last time I hit back to back greens, two in a row? And then also, did I hit 63 greens in all of 2021? (laughs) Based on pure volume, I bet you got to 63, but based on volume alone. I had a lot more rounds than JYK did. You know, we've mentioned it before, and especially here recently and for the majors as well, but you got to give it to the ladies. They know how to make a leaderboard. That's I mean, you, you go through the top of that leaderboard, right? JYK, Hataoka, as you mentioned, Celine Boutier, Megan Kang, Minji Lee, right? So yeah, big, big winner, winner, you know, big time winner this year. Nelly Korda, Lexi Thompson, Lydia Ko, all in the top 10. I mean, it's it was a who's who. And for the Tour Championship, you'd expect it uh, to maybe be that way. But, you know, it felt like it's been that way for a lot of the tournaments here down the stretch. I they agree. they know how to make a leaderboard. I, and I think that they play... Um, more of the best players are in more of the fields more consistently yeah. versus the guys where um, on a week-to-week basis, you kind of never, well, lot for a lot of tournaments, you don't know when there's going to be good strength of field when there's not, other than a handful of obviously the majors and there's some kind of invitational type events. But I feel like the ladies kind of show out more 
week in, week out. And then I think the consistency of their ball striking. I mean, think about how erratic. I think the best players at that, they're better than the next tier down versus the, you know, I I think the margins are greater for the ladies perhaps than there are for the men, for the best of the best anyways. I agree. I agree. And uh, and because of that, you get uh, more battles on um, Sunday afternoon. But again, you couldn't have drawn it up any better to have your season-ending tour championship have the number one and the number two ranked player in the world, a major winner in Hatakoa. A, a Celine Boutier, I think, is going to be a force to be reckoned yep. with. French player, big time player. Yep. Um, just they couldn't have drawn it up any better. Lydia Ko, Lexi Thompson chasing. Um, I think the LPGA Tour was, and, and to finally get a tournament where you could actually watch it. I actually got to turn on NBC and just watch the golf instead of trying to find which 13 apps I got to sort through and sign on to and do the free trial of to it's actually refreshing. be able to watch them. Yeah. Um, well, speaking on that note too, uh, you're talking about eyeballs glued into the ladies game. I saw to where next year the purse is going to go up. For I the, did too. The, so there yeah. more money's coming in, right? So going to go up from 5 million to 7 million. I think the winner's going to take home uh, close to uh, $2 million. I think when it's I think, all said I think and done. Winner so, gets two yeah. million up yeah. from 1.5, which was already the largest purse in LPGA Tour history. And probably not, uh, even more importantly, equally as important, at the bottom of the 60s. So I think this year, 60th place, <clears throat> excuse me, $11,000. Yep. They're going to get 40, 40, I think, yeah. Next year. And then uh, even, you know, the winner's purse, I think 500000 was what it was like in 2018. So in a matter of four playings of the tournament, quadrupling Dribble, the winner's yeah. money, and uh, that going through um, to heading, 60th place. Is heading in the game. right direction, right? Because I know we had our man uh, Nolo in here a few weeks ago, right? So right before the uh, uh, the Stewie Nat, you know, we, that was one of the questions that kind of popped yeah, up yeah. there. You know, kind of a prelude to, to obviously doing the Stewie Nat preview is asking, you know, hey, why aren't these gals, you know, on TV more? Why aren't they, why aren't they making more money? And I think, I think it's starting to catch up, right? And I, I think people are starting to appreciate that that game associated with the lady side and starting to realize too is that you know the the skill level that goes into it is like yeah they may not necessarily hit it 350 like a bryson or brooks or we'll get into those guys towards the end of the pod uh, later tonight but you know appreciating 63 greens in a row that's kind of stupid and like you know even the guys can't do that yeah no absolutely and i think uh when you get down to okay what's more impressive you know hitting the ball 350 yards but god knows where it's going occasionally at finding the fairway versus yes 63 greens in a row um i would be Just curious to see uh hatakoa's uh streaks in that regard because it feel it felt like she didn't miss all sunday afternoon and so you add onto that the star power star power of anelli corda alexi thompson it seems like we are getting some traction. Get to a golden age a little bit of the gals with, game. Uh, yep, I with, agree. With, with both the dominance um, from a repeatability of a Jing Young Co. And then the uh, star power of Nelly Corda. Well, and maybe a topic for another pod because we're, we're 23 minutes into it now already. But you know, you, the comparisons between Annika and Tiger back in the day and the dominance and the gap between the best player and then whoever was tied for second, right? Whereas now, you know, you're starting to see you know, this this new generation of golfers that are starting to come up. Same thing on the guy's side, right? So sure. I know we let off by Tiger, and so maybe apropos a little bit that uh, it kind of goes towards that direction from a comparison standpoint, but maybe maybe better for the game overall, right? So is that you need that messiah, for lack of a better term, sure. to kind of draw that attention to the game and somebody who's just dominating in a way that nobody else has before, and then it brings a new generation into it. 
takes time for those seeds to grow, right? And so maybe we're starting to see that with the ladies now as well. But uh, let's go over to the guys, right? And so let's go across the pond uh, to start across off our discussion pond, uh, way across the, the pond, sea, right? So yeah, yeah, way, way on the other too. side. Yeah. Uh, the race to Dubai, J. Till. So uh, obviously the you know, connotation that goes with the, the European tour as well. But uh, it was another familiar face, maybe not the familiar face that we expected to see at the top of the European tour side of it, but Colin Morikawa ends up at 17 under to take home the DP World Tour Championship there in Dubai in a points-based system on that front as well. But, you know, he won the right tournaments, right? So and that's <laughs> it was very strategic as to, uh, to which tournaments that uh, Colin won, but uh, congrats to him, right? So hell of a player. Uh, unbelievable stuff for Murakawa. Uh, yes, it should be noted that he wins the European Tours FedEx Cup, basically, uh, only playing in three, three events. Three, four, right? Three or four, yeah. yeah. Three events that were sole European Tour-based. Uh, I don't remember what the first two were, probably the Scottish Open. Scottish and uh, the Open Championship. He won that. Yeah, and was the Open Championship one of the three? Because I was, was thinking, one of the three. Like, it counted. Outside. Okay, wow. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he he <laughs> he wins the whole thing basically playing in three tournaments of theirs. Now, again, the British Open gets a lot more weight in that uh, calculation. So, the yeah. Tour Championship, DP World Tour Championship, gets a lot more weight. And then uh, his win at the WGC concession counts towards um, yep. World Golf, yeah, World yeah. Golf, the uh, Euro Tour points standings so a um, little bit dubious if you will in the way they put those things together but he played by the same rules everybody else did and it's just the the world of golf at the professional men's level at the highest level is so deep right now it's so easy I wouldn't say to forget about these guys but once they do something like Morikawa has done it's like oh my gosh yeah he's the best player in the world and then two weeks later, John Rahm does something, and you say, oh, my gosh, he is so much better than everybody else, and then so on and so forth. Uh, but Morikawa, first 60 events as a pro. This is from uh, Kyle Porter over at CBS. Two major wins. Everybody knows that. Uh, two of his first eight starts. PGA in, in the Open Championship, win. right? Yep. He has six overall wins, four seconds. How about this? Out of 60 events, 24 top 10s. That's unbelievable. It's pretty good. Only five missed cuts. First American to win the race to Dubai and uh, 3-0-1 at his first Ryder Cup. I mean, that's a that's a resume through 60 events that and he's pretty much anybody don't name the cat. 24 or 25? 24 years yeah. old. Yeah. Unbelievable what he's been able to do. Pretty wild. All the while, Keith... Statistically, losing strokes on the green. Yeah, I mean, it, it, losing when he, strokes when he's on the had green. the chinks in the armor have been around the green, right? Because you think about the consistency off the tee, but more importantly, the iron, the ball striking, finding finding the green from any position on the golf course. I mean, he he's just incredible. And when he gets in the sniffing distance of a win, okay. How about this? Final round scores of his wins, his five wins. 66, 64 in a major, 69, 66 in a major, 66. Yeah. Closing time. Closing power. Closing time from Morikawa. And, yeah, when you kind of look at the the World Golf Rankings, I believe he moves up to number two 
in the world golf rankings. I think if he were to win at the, uh, the hero, the silly season event, which gets world ranking points somehow, he could actually momentarily take over the number one spot in the world from John Rahm. Right. So that again, stacked at the top, John Rahm at number one, Morikawa at number two, you got DJ who is like, seems like the forgotten man, even though 11 months ago, literally this I'm sorry, a year ago this month, November, November, 2020, he's winning the masters lap in the field. He feels like somebody who's fallen off the planet. Can't lay player of the year. Shoffley gold medal. JT always, always a factor. Bryson. Yeah. The, uh, the guy that, you know, moves the needle probably more than anybody than than tiger. Uh, the aforementioned nipple showing Rory McIlroy all the way down at eight in the world. Victor Hovland. I mean, you just keep going down the list. It's like an unbelievably talented group of top 10 golfers in the world. You have to, you have to go all the way down to 11 to see Jordan Spieth, right? So, uh, mazel tov to him, right? So, him and his wife just had their their first baby, right? Kudos. Sammy, I think, kudos was the, the name to, of the, 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 I think it was boy, right? So, yeah. absolutely. Uh, he'll have all sorts of fresh perspective, as they like to say, now that he's a card carrying member of the dadhood. But, Again, going back to Colin Morikawa, unbelievable um, at such a young age to do what he's doing. When he gets in contention, he gets it done. And I think that, uh, man, you just I can't wait for 2022 already to, for all these guys to go after each other. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. But one, one of the guys that you mentioned that was a little further down the list ended up a little further down the list here at the DP World Tour Championship and has the torn shirt to prove it, my friend. But uh, we <laughs> talked about Rory McIlroy's nipple. Uh, at the beginning of the pod. And so, you know, 74 in the final round didn't go the way that he wanted it to go. And I know, you know, you you have to be beaming because you think about all the things that that, that have come together, the 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 confluence of events that have come together for this podcast. You know, big cats back swinging, right? So we had we had JYK hitting sixty three greens in a row, and we have Rory choking it off in the final round of not a major but a significant tournament. I mean, you you just have to be just shaking with you're just overstimulated right yeah, now, right? The, the phones were ringing off. Oh my the goodness! Hook on Sunday evening. I mean, the, the no offers. One, from, no one you love to bag on more. The offers from far and wide were just pouring in. We have we haven't even talked about Taylor Gooch yet, but we will. Uh, as I've said, I have no ill will against Rory. I just call it like I see it. And after the win he had out in Vegas, everybody's like, "Oh, look, Rory's coming back. He's just kind of." All this emotional baggage has been lifted. The Ryder Cup. He just wants to go out and just play like a free spirit again, comes into the final round, leading the golf tournament, shoots a two over 74, uh, and is uh, very, very, very frustrated in doing so. I want to say he bogeyed three of his last four holes. I will say, saw a little bit of the highlights. I, You know what, I, Keith, I hate it when I wake up on a Sunday morning and I realize too late that there was coffee golf going on. This was, you know, this was not as... Oh, it's, it's November. You could forget about these. Not you know? on my, up on my on radar. Yeah. I flip open the Twitter, you know, getting up on Sunday and realize that Colin has closed this out. So I did not get to see any of this live, but I was able to see not only some highlights, but some replay. Rory had a terrible break. I think it was on 15 or 16. Hits the flag stick and really great shot. It comes off the green into a terrible lie in a bunker. So, you know, he had a little bit of rubber to the green going against him. 
But, uh, dude, he's just a basket case right now. I mean, it's like he's happy, he's sad, Last he's case mad. of emotion, man. What is going on? I wish I had that sound bite. I got to get that on what the What is going uh, on with Rory? Board, so. I mean, it's just, is it yeah. just like if I don't win, I'm, I'm going to lose my my mustard over here? I don't I don't get it. Well, I think it's, you know, we think that the talent is there, right? So, and that's what's frustrating from a viewer standpoint is that, dude, we know you're better than this. And he has to feel that as well, right? Because he's not he's not ignorant, right? So he, he knows, he, he kind of looks around, you know, down the road, the driving range and sees what other guys are doing and knows the natural talent and skill and ability that he has and not seeing that translate to results in particular on Sundays at some of these bigger tournaments, right? Yeah. And, and I think this qualifies as a big tournament, right? This is a good good oh, yeah. field and a lot of money involved. And so uh, everybody was giving it uh, their, uh, the old college try, so to speak. And so I, that has to be, has to be frustrating, right? But I've, I've wanted to rip a shirt. I think the, the last time you and I played up in Tulsa, I mean, I was in shirt ripping zone at that point. <laughs> I didn't do it, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we've, we've all been there, right? Well, I mean, clearly now there'll be a new Twitter account. Oh, oh Kiger, Kiger uh, Club Toss or something, right? So shout out to our man, Kiger. Uh, I'm sure, you know, Kiger could totally empathize uh, with Roy. He's ripped a shirt before, I guarantee you. Uh, yeah. The Twitter account, you know, at Roy McElroy's nipple, I'm sure has been created at this point. No. Uh, can't wait to follow that. That Wade Ormsby's mustache. Uh, but, you know, tough way for Roy to go into the, the off season. He'll have the uh, entire month of December, most of January, to try to get his head right, to try to get himself right. We thought he was coming out of it with that win in Vegas. But uh, yet again, he lets us down in the final round of a big event. Sees Morikawa, amongst many others, uh, below past him uh, in the DP World Tour Challenge. Uh, we'll see what uh, Rory looks like when he turns up to, uh, I assume, probably uh, probably Torrey Pines. Yeah, I, I think it's perfect. Maybe his yeah. first, first event of the 2022 calendar year yeah yeah the schadenfreude in this room is tangible you can feel it you can touch it people smell it taste it whatever whatever other senses it's getting erotic here now but uh till till was beside himself with that uh that sunday finish there so but uh let, let's bring it back stateside local boy does good right Boom, so baby again, crazy to think about you know the fact that we have an Oklahoma boy winning his first event on the PGA Tour. We're 34 minutes into the pod before we get to it, my friend. But we had this debate. We talked about it in I Tulsa a couple weeks ago. You talked about it with our special guest last week with Loaf and Schmitty, right? So about who's going to win first between Scheffler and Gooch. And my man, you are correct. You know, Gooch I, is the man. I, I tried to, uh, to text your lovely wife, Amanda, to let me in early over here so that I could pull up the sound clips of the past two or three pods where I was saying, look out for Taylor Gooch. He's about to win a tournament. I'll give you some depth. It is on here. Go the back and listen. Sheffler, well, we'll tell people to go back and listen to the old pods, right? Listen so to the boost, pods. boost the numbers it's on all them. there. Yeah. The proof is in the podcast. Scheffler versus folks. Gooch was the debate for about the last month. Scheffler versus weeks. Gooch. Yeah. Why isn't everybody gloving on Gooch the way they are Scheffler? He's been knocking at the door. He's got five now top 15 finishes. All all five of his starts in the new PGA Tour season. Top 15, including now a He's win. He's been hot. And uh, you, when I say you heard it here first, if you go back and listen to another one of our podcasts, you'll have heard it there first. Taylor Gooch, a PGA Tour winner. Yeah, uh, feels good. You know, About this time last year, we had Vic Hovland, uh, one of the greatest predictions November's of all time. November's a good month time. for you, you. Yeah, November's uh, a good month. But now we have Taylor Gooch, 
yeah. um, riding the Oklahoma State Cowboys to prognostications that will be enshrined in the uh, Prediction Hall of Fame for all to see. Uh, proud of our guy. He got it done. And, uh, you know, I think sets himself up to continue to build on that. He's probably thinking, golly, I don't want this uh, little holiday break. I want to keep going. But he'll be, he wasn't in Maui. Now he'll get to play out in Maui. You know he's going to take that invite. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he tweeted it out, too. I think he said, see you, see you in see Hawaii. You yeah, yeah, in January. Yeah, 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 so yeah that'd absolutely. be fun so to get he to see will him be there. Uh, um, over at Kapalua. Um, yeah, four, four rounds in the 60s, though, right? 64, 65, 67, I mean, 64. Yeah. I mean, it, it was not a fluke. And, and you look at, you know, the leaderboard behind him, uh, Canada's own, Mac Hughes, right, 19 under, three strokes back, Seabass at 18 under, and then you get into a slew of golfers tied for fourth at 15 under. Kind of a boat race when it was all said and done, right? So, I mean, he, he, he won this thing going away, and you look at that leaderboard, it wasn't a fluke. He was better than everybody else for the last four days. Yeah, 64-65. His worst round was a 67 on Saturday, uh, but went into the day with a lead and extended that lead uh, on Sunday afternoon. Uh, holds off a charging, charging McKenzie Hughes. Dropped 62 on him. Uh, there at the uh, RSM Classic out in St. Simons Island, down Sea Island Way. Uh, kind of a blustery first couple of days. Weather got a yeah, little, little bit better yeah. Yeah. Uh, as the weekend went on. Uh, but, you know, probably not something I'd have kept much of an eye on if Taylor wouldn't have been making his run. But turns out it was just what the doctor ordered for uh, Taylor with no why. Uh, now, he wasn't the only local boy that uh, we were keeping an eye on. Uh, newly minted PGA Tour member Max McGreevy. Yeah, that's right. Of Sooner Pride. Also with a nice finish. Tied for 16? 16. 100 grand? Not a, not a bad payday, right? <sighs> so especially me? after being on the uh, uh, what uh, the KF Tour there for a while as well. So that's a nice little payday. I bet he didn't oh. make 100 grand all last year on yeah. that Corner Ferry Tour. Chucky Three Sticks was up there as well. So he was uh, tied for 16th along with Max McGreevy. So he uh, ended up with 100K as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a decent decent field, right? So you kind of go down the leaderboard there. We mentioned uh, Mac Hughes and Seabass, but you had Cam Smith and a tie for fourth. Uh, you had Webb Simpson up there tied for eighth. And Justin Rose tied for 12th as well. So kind of interesting to see Jay Rose there uh, yeah, playing a Sea Island as opposed to maybe being over in Dubai uh, this weekend as well. But, uh, yeah, shout out to the local boys, Taylor Gooch and uh, Max McGreevy. And, again, uh, shout out to you for calling. Well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, as always on this pie, we give credit where credit is due. Um, I will say one more uh, basically local boy from high school, Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore. T8, kind of overlooked him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Edmund yeah. product, uh, Razorback, Arkansas Razorbacks. That's right. Product, uh, who we've had our eye on over the summer. Um, nice job. So, yeah, very well represented from the state of Oklahoma out at the RSM. Uh, you, you talk about giving credit to where credit is due. And so I know I'm bouncing around from the big board here, but uh, shout out to our man, Butterball. Yeah! Coming out, yeah! His sound clip there uh, cleaned up in the YSO Dirty Birdies this weekend. And so the man is on an absolute tear. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I know we talk about the YSO Dirty Birdies from a fantasy golf, DFS golf standpoint here. But the man's been on a tear across basketball, across football, college, NFL, you name it. I mean, he's got a hot hand. I keep telling him, like, dude, you got to go out to Vegas, man, because you can't, you can't let this go by. You are absolutely crushing it 
from a DFS and from a fantasy gambling standpoint, he's kicking ass right now. Let's just say the Van Curen household is going to be really enjoying Christmas this year. I think underneath the tree is going to be uh, pretty spectacular based on yeah, the winnings. Yeah, PlayStation underneath that tree, I think, is what I'm hearing. Saying, so, yeah. what you're hearing. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm sure that Santa is uh, has his eye on several things. Earmuffs, JJ. Uh, Earmuffs. Yeah, I was going to say, JJ's probably a listener, so he may yeah. uh, may have, may have been found out. So sorry, Butterball, if we kind of spoil Christmas there. But, yes, got to give a shout-out to him. Uh, and while we're shouting out, we're giving ourselves pats on the back. Uh, highest finisher in the, uh, the top YSO 10, right? Family. I think 10th. Yeah. Right at 10th. Uh, again, as everybody likes to say, how I think many, I was 32nd or something. How much money did I win for that yeah. 10th? Absolutely zero. Me and, but, me and Scott were pretty close. And then, uh, you know, Chad, Chad didn't get DFL, but he was pretty damn close. Well, uh, it's been, it's been a tough 2021. I'm sure the 2G is ready to, uh, Stroll out to Maui for our first DFS contest of 2022, and kind of you know put this year behind. Get a, get a, get a turn the page. He can't turn, turn it fast enough. Absolutely. So, uh, but again, shout out to those guys: Scott Gers, Chad Ford, Two G, and Scooter, as we like to call them. YSO Dirty Birds. Check them out uh, on the uh, the podcast as well. So they're probably probably be coming out tomorrow as well, and uh, we'll get going again. But those guys do an absolutely fantastic job throwing some quick paced fast action DFS stats at you from a golf perspective. Awesome stuff. We've had a lot of fun with that all year long. Um, before we, before we leave the, uh, you know, the professional golf tours, I, I've, I've got to come back to one more, one more Jin Young coast stat. she became a full time player on the LPGA tour in 2018. This may be even more remarkable than 63 straight greens in regulation. She has now, the same amount of player of the year awards as she does miss cuts on the LPGA tour. Two LPGA miss wow. cuts, two players of the year award. That is incredible. And we just go back to the, the both the micro and the macro in terms of her consistency. Uh, I had that down in my notes, failed to say it earlier. Again, Maybe just, the most impressive, one of the most impressive things that I've, uh, that I've seen uh, in golf, when you when you're basically uh, the best player for an entire season, the same amount of times that you're in the bottom half of a particular field in a given week, Un- unreal. Dude. It's it's easy to listen to those stats and then to read those stats as well, and it not not resonate. Yeah, right. That can't like, be oh right. wow, that's pretty cool. But it's like, oh no shit. I mean, think about how how ridiculous that is. That that's kind of dumb. Yeah, it is totally dumb. And, uh, again, had to get one more JYK flamer in there before we went to what I'm sure is uh, going to be a flame out, but we have to talk about it since it's the only golf on this Oh, weekend. yeah, I've already had my fill of this, just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Thanksgiving turkey on a Friday afternoon, my friend. But uh, little, 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 a little... Your apathy oh, towards wanting God. to talk about this is uh, oh. is aspirational. I, I can, I, I'm already <laughs> over this, but uh, let, let's do it. I'll, I'll sack up and, uh, you know, do it, do it for the pod here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but uh, the, the feud... That is Bryson versus Brooks, right? So we're going to have the match coming up here. Uh, it is Thanksgiving uh, week, right? So we think about the traditional, you know, made-for-TV event that kind of falls on that Thanksgiving yep. week, right? So usually a dead period, if you will, uh, from a PGA and LPGA standpoint. But, uh, um, you know, what, what, what do we say about this, right? So much was made 
of the feud between these two, right? So they didn't like one another, you know, all the goofy things going on in the background whenever the other guy was giving interviews. And it was entertaining for a moment, but the more and more it went on, Jay Till, the more and more it felt contrived, the more it felt like they were trying to solicit clickbait mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram and Twitter and all the other sort of stuff. And then, you know, they, they bury the hatchet, so to speak, at the Ryder Cup. Now, both of them play pretty well uh, at the Ryder Cup uh, as well. So they hug it out. They're all bros again, and now we get this match that's going to be taking place out in Vegas, I believe, right? So uh, if I'm not mistaken, I saw the promotional uh, ad, if you will, where you know Bryson was hitting it off the top of the wind and hit it 550 yards or whatever it was, and it's all cute <laughs> and dainty. And, you know, I, I mean, if it's on in the background, I'll, I'll listen to it or what have you. But, I mean, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to you here. Why should Ooh. I give a crap about this, and why should I have it on my television post-Thanksgiving Day meal, but Well, I think that uh, as terms, in terms of golf goes, um, this is not an exact order, but this is, this is kind of how things shake out. You have the men's and women's majors. You have college golf national championship. You have the Ryder Cup. You have 50 feet of crap. And then you have something like the match 5.0. Okay. Uh, sorry. Sorry. I think the, the Olympics are above the 50 feet of crap, which you already said, why should I care about the Olympics in golf? Then 50 feet of crap, then the match 5.0. So uh, I really do think it's just, yeah, it's clickbait. It's like, I can't look away. Um, I'm a golf complete sicko and there's going to be golf on TV. Let me see what kind of dumb things Bryson's going to say, uh, what uh, he's going to show up in in terms of an outfit, what is Charles Barkley and whoever else is commentating on this thing going to say about these two guys. Uh, but, yes, you're correct. It'll be at uh, the Wind Golf Club in Vegas. Which is pretty spectacular, by the way. Pretty so amazing. If, if you haven't been out there and played it, and it's kind of pricey, but it is incredible. Yeah, uh, 12 holes. So even though it's going to be dreadful, to watch at least there's only going to be 12 holes of it so i guess that means we won't get to see six holes of win golf club which is kind of a downer but uh yeah i think that there's there's nothing that could happen in this match that would make it worth watching as appointment television but i do think that if you're hanging out friday afternoon fall asleep to it will probably be the best way to take in the match uh 5.0. 5.0. I will say it's the first one-on-one version of the match since the original yeah, Tiger versus Phil. Tiger right? Phil yeah. uh, for nine million back at Shadow Creek, and so if which nothing, Phil won that, if I'm not Phil, mistaken, Phil won, won that the first one, uh, yeah. with that. Uh, if you'll remember that they had to set up the lights and do that right. shift closest to the whole contest, which was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it's going to be an absolute just spectacle, you know, magic show of two guys that supposedly don't like each other uh, going at it one-on-one. And, again, these two guys, like, they're just, like, terrible to listen to under normal circumstances. Yet alone, they're contrived. They're going to have to be having, like, sound clips and whatnot. I, uh, maybe, if, maybe in this setting we'll get something new from each of these guys. That's the only thing I can grasp. I'm grasping. It's like I got, I'm 
quicksand looking yeah. up and trying to grasp at something to save it's me. It's possible that, that Kepka gets a few too many Michelob Ultras in him before <laughs> he tees off, and maybe he's a little loopy or something. So you might you might get some comments and some uh, stray shots and some things from, from that perspective that might make it entertaining. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm... Um, I realize it's a big event. It's probably the big event of golf this week, right? When we're thinking about previewing what's coming up in the world of golf this week, but uh, I will I will not be watching this, Jay Till. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. local time. Catch it on TNT uh, or don't catch it at all. Uh, we won't hold Get, you. Yeah, watch the, re- watch the highlights. There'll be highlights on. We won't you know, hold whatever. you accountable. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't, uh, can't really get up for this one. Now, I mean, you know, maybe a melee breaks out, right? So, you know, you saw LeBron and uh, Isaiah Stewart, right, from the Pistons last night almost kind of get into a, a brawl there on the court. So, like, I don't know, maybe something weird will happen that way. So, somebody will wrap a nine iron around someone's head or something like that. I'm not condoning violence, ladies and gentlemen. So, merely a joke. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to need something weird to happen. I think Amanda Balliotis is more likely to wrap a nine iron around Charles Barkley's head than those two guys have it going at it. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. He's a knucklehead, right? So to use his word. So, but yeah, uh, that's coming up Friday afternoon. So yeah, if you got a few moments, flip it over TNT, see how it's going, and then probably flip it back to college football if I had to guess. But uh, all right, Teal. So we're 49 minutes into this podcast now, my friend. And so one of the things that we talked about that we wanted to go on a segment here is that we wanted to solicit feedback from the listeners. Yeah. Right. So. Absolutely. As you mentioned earlier, by the time that, uh, or I guess maybe I mentioned it first, but we talked about it at the beginning of the pod, by the time our listeners hear this, I will be on the other side of 40. You know, my birthday slash Christmas gift to myself is I plan on getting fitted and buying a new, be the first set of clubs I've bought since I was probably in high school because I've been fortunate enough to play in tournaments where you win irons, you win a driver, right? So you just kind of take what you get from, you know, winning at scrambles and whatnot. And so to actually go out, get a set that's made just for me, when I'm talking the whole kit and caboodle here, ladies and gentlemen, this thing's going to be fitted out. Our friends at Chalk are going to help us along with this, right? So it's kind of a promotional thing as well. So I'm going to have a slick golf bag that goes along with it. I, I don't merit any of this by any means. So as anybody can get on the Grint, <laughs> follow me and see what my handicap is to where this is all, We're trying all to way more Keith than what I deserve. The world's so best mediocre yeah, golfer. Yeah, I, I am. I am the the best there's best a, golfer a, that shoots a, 85. There's a tipping point, yeah. and we're trying yeah. to take you right up to it. Yeah, if I if I can somehow get from 85 to 82, I'll be happy uh but uh you know a big deal from a from a personal perspective right so you know i want to solicit some feedback and we've gotten some feedback already so obviously talking to our man d rose right a sweet d one of the the best golfers that we have we know period right so uh, and he's given me his two cents you know i've gotten some advice from you and a few others as well but uh you know what can you throw out there my friend so what what is somebody in search of the perfect set of golf clubs really looking for here well, yeah, I think that uh, the, the custom fitting process is certainly a thorough one, right? So I think we want to hear from folks in terms of their experiences of uh, where they uh, got that custom fitting done, kind of some things to look out for, do's and don'ts, perhaps, things that they liked, things that they would have done differently. I think that it, it's absolutely imperative to get that fitting because there are things in terms of swing speed in terms of uh, launch angles and things like that, that can really make a difference in uh, how you control your ball flight. And so I, I think you're doing the absolute right thing, bud, in getting that custom fitting. And then, you know, after that, I, I do think you hit things based on that fitting 
and this is going to sound very subjective, but just you go with what go with what you like the look of. You know, once the once the data is laid look out, good, in front feel of good, you, play good, right? If you if you're feeling good based on the look of the club, and you're pulling that thing out of the bag, breeds a lot of confidence. Uh, now again, you have to you have to go data first, and you're going to get that with the custom fitting process. But after that, I think it's a what what looks good in your hand uh, when you're looking down and over the ball when you're pulling it out of the bag. Again, may seem ridiculous to say, but take it from me, uh, the world's most mediocre golfer that you're trying to overtake as the just I'm slightly less mediocre golfer. I'm chasing you by a couple um, strokes. Yeah. You know, the way it looks in the bag, the way it looks over your standing over your shot is important. But we do want to hear from the listener. Give us a, maybe a tweet at YSO Golf, uh, what your uh, custom fitting processes look like. Um, we would love to hear from you. And uh, the uh, the comment or the piece of advice that we, I guess, like the most, uh, we will get you to chalk with a little free food right. based on what Gift we card, see actually. out there on Twitter. So tag us at YSO Golf with all your custom fitting uh, and, you know, just equipment advice in general. Would love to hear it, and I'm excited for you, buddy. It's a, it's a, it's a fun process. Well, I'm I, excited. I, I'm I'm excited. You know, I've been told that whatever golf outfitter I go to, if they're insistent on you know doing something with the rectum, I should get a second opinion. So, but I, I don't know how thorough these golf fittings are, though. Yeah, um, that was going to be my uh, my third uh, my third leg of the stool. Is you know we go stats. I want to be thorough. We go look, and then we go uh, whatever the cavity search says is kind of like a it is kind of like a second opinion, just to validate you know, what you're, what you're seeing is correct. So um, if, if you're kind of at a tiebreaker scenario, th- there could be some of that involved, but uh, stick with the first two, I think is, is probably plenty, plenty of, um, plenty of insight that you need before you need to go to too many, too many cavity searches. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, don't rule I, it out. I like to gather information. So whatever, whatever I well, think. It's like our man, John Mark Beaver, you've got to have the data. Give yeah. me, yep. give me the data. Yep, absolutely, absolutely, my friend. So looking forward to to doing that. But, you know, Thanksgiving week, right? So things that perhaps we're grateful for, my friend. So I, I think it's it's a, you know, a little bit of a, um, you know, maybe played out trope, if you will, on podcast and media in general. But uh, I, I don't think that, you know, we're being too, you know, touchy-feely or Hallmark card-esque here to, to kind of think of the things that we've been thankful for. I mean, we've do, been doing this pod for over a year now, so that, that's Absolutely. pretty cool. But uh, we've had some pretty fun experiences in the calendar year year from a golf standpoint as well, haven't we? Yeah, we have. And, uh, you know, maybe a bit of a spoiler alert. I'm sure we'll be putting together, uh, I know we'll be putting together kind of a, a year-in-review podcast at some point. But I would definitely say grateful for the a crazy amount of golf courses that um, I've personally been able to get out to, checked several things off of the the bucket list from a golf course playing perspective. Uh, and then, you know, I think grateful to the people who either hosted me, um, kind of allowed me to have those experiences, whether that be playing in events uh, with you and the YSO crew, uh, or even something like, you know, big shout out to to my wife for letting me get away for all those many boondoggles. Um, would probably be at the top of the grateful list when it comes to 20, 
21 as it relates to golf. Yeah, I would echo those sentiments as well. Big thanks to the wife. Big thanks to our listeners, right? So for making all this possible, my friend. So we've, we've passed some pretty legit metrics, milestones, if you will, from a listenership standpoint. That, you know, we don't always talk about it here. We don't necessarily like to toot our own horn. And we're not out there you know, asking for listeners to give us five-star ratings and smash the like button, as the kids like to say, and all that sort of stuff. But, but if you did that, that'd be fun. I mean, that would be totally cool if you did that. But, you know, I'll tell you what. So they they have come out in droves, and uh, we, we've hit some pretty pretty serious metrics to where, you know, the little pod that could, my friend, it uh, continues to chug along. So I am thankful for the listeners as well uh, to keep this, uh, this operation afloat. My friend. Agree wholeheartedly. I think that uh, – when we started doing this, it was kind of like, yeah, we'll just kind of get together, talk a little golf, record it, see what happens. And uh, it's certainly gratifying and to have so many folks listen to it week in, week out. And uh, a lot of thanks to go out to each and every one of our listeners. Uh, love the interaction that we get with you guys and gals. And uh, can't wait to keep doing it uh, for the rest of this fine calendar year and into what looks to be a big year. In yeah. 2022. 2022 is going to be a lot of fun. But you talked about interaction with the listeners, my friend. So plugs, let's get them out there. Twitter, Instagram, where can we get you? Well, like I said, at YSO Golf on Twitter. Don't forget to give us your club fitting or golf equipment advice in Please. general. I need the help, people. And then mirroring that over on Instagram, at YSO Golf. Uh, probably going to be throwing up a couple of, uh, let's say, tropical pictures uh photo credit elsewhere of course but uh have one of our correspondents out in the field as we speak nice uh that we'll be able to report back on an amazing golf experience that he is having uh, but again at yso golf both on twitter and instagram excellent excellent stuff my friend of course for the sports pros network you can check us out at fantasysportspros.com or you can follow us on twitter at sports underscore pros and remember ladies and gentlemen that is pros with an e p-r-o-s-e well happy thanksgiving bud so safe travels wherever uh you know over the woods and uh, across the river or however the song goes to grandma's house so probably just I, to uh, norman all right well good that's uh, be safe safe on i-35 then, my <laughs> friend so and for our listeners out there as well safe travels to you on wherever Thanksgiving week takes you. Uh, We will be back at you next week. And in the interim, as always, get out there and enjoy the walk.